what are you installing for your flag football <laughs> your kids like football team what are you running um i don't know i mean flag football plays i don't know i i've i'm just trying to lower the bar lower expectations i just don't want anybody to get hurt or cry so no 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 man match nope none of that we're i mean uh, i don't know we'll figure it out i i'm trying to enter the season with as low intensity as possible because i know i'm gonna get sucked in and be competitive at some Mm -hmm. point so if i add five competitive points to one i'll be at a six which i think is appropriate for kids flag football coaching I don't want to be at an eight or a nine. It's I certainly not, want to go into Michael Jordan territory because that's that's where unhappiness lives, and I don't want to be there. Is that a real person six or a former pro athlete six? No, Those no, are no, two no. Very different numbers. It's a real person six. Mm. I, I don't. I don't want to go up to eight, nine, ten, which is pro athlete territory. I'm six. It's reasonable, right? That's what you mm. should work. Anyway, I, this is debatable. It is. It's debatable. Uh, I'm Bill Barnwell. That is Dominique Foxworth. Dominique, Ooh. how many more? How many more of these do we have left? Well, debatable is never going to die. It's just going to merge with my show. But this is the second to last uh, solo debatable. So they will all then come. You're going to still be a show, uh, a guest on the show, or are you going to refuse to be a guest on the new version of debatable? I'm going to go from being a guest on debatable to just one of the Dominique Foxworth cronies. The many, the the many. Uh, passerby, the many hangers-on who populate your life, I'm just going to be one of them. I refuse to engage with that at any <laughs> in any way. So yes, the show will stay around, but it's going to look different and be a lot better and more fun with a lot of the same people. Right, Alabaster? You sounded so not excited. As you said, it's going to be so fun. <laughs> that's because that's because um, Bill's a bully and Can't I get you dejected. Can't better? Can't you chill better? Me. I don't, you know I don't chill. Make good <laughs> That's it. Make good <laughs> I don't got to sell it to him. It's going to be good. They're going to okay. find out it's good and they're going to listen and watch. That's all you do. Make good I wish. I wish that's how it worked and you know it's not. You know that's not how it goes. That's how it works for me. <laughs> I hope so. All right, guys, let's talk some football. We are. Okay. You smell that? It's almost football season. It's not quite a crisp fall day, but we're close. And we have a piece of football news. The thing that we bantered about for weeks has finally happened. The 49ers gave up on Trey Lance and shipped him to the Cowboys for a fourth round pick. How should Trey Lance feel about his new team and new situation? I mean, first of all, he should be happy to be out of the previous situation. I think that, yeah. I mean, I think they were out on him. That's, I think the situation there was great. I remember when he was drafted, I, one of my many preseason takes was he was going to win uh, rookie of the year because, mm-hmm. as I say often, that I think the situation is more important than uh, the quarterback. And I thought he was going into a great situation. But then, He had enough injuries that Kyle Shanahan eventually gave up on him, and it seemed that the offense that they were running was not conducive to him. At one point, it seemed like they were trying to install something that was like, all right, we're going to be a Trey Lance team. Now they're like, no, we're going to be a Jimmy Garoppolo, Purdy, uh, Kirk Cousins, Sam Darnold team. That's the type of team we're going to be. Trey Lance, can you play like that? And the answer was obviously no. So I'd be excited to be moving on to another place that does not necessarily seem committed to you, but at least you're not there anymore. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to debate the the merits of living in San Francisco versus living in Dallas, but what I am going to say is this. Trey Lance needs reps. He needs 
opportunities. This is a, mm-hmm. a quarterback, I know you guys talked about this, who has not played really since high school. He's had one year of meaningful football, and he was great in that meaningful year, but that was even before the pandemic. Tell you how long ago it's been since Trey Lance played football regularly. Of the 31 places he could have gone, where does Dallas rank on that list? I mean, they have a solid quarterback. They have a solid starting quarterback that they're not going to move on from, no matter how much we in the media try to make a controversy out of this so we can talk about the Cowboys. Dak's not in trouble. His job's not on the line. Trey Lance ain't going to get no reps unless there are some injuries, (laughs) and they might go with Cooper Rush before Trey Lance uh, in that place Mm -hmm. also. Your point about him not playing meaningful reps, it just hit me. I know we've been hearing the numbers over and over again about how few plays he's had since he was in high school. I've been on a bit of a of a high school highlight tape kick. So this morning when I was looking at Zachariah Branch's high school highlight, I said, wonder what Trey Lance did in high school. Can you imagine the skill leap that he or the talent leap that he is engaging in? He went from Western or yeah, Western Minnesota high school football. The best. I mean, they're not they're not pumping out NFL <laughs> level defensive talent. He went from that to South Dakota State, where he dominated, and then he went from that to the NFL. It's like we are asking for his brain to process the uh, the speed of these players and athleticism and the complexity of the defenses so much more quickly that I sure he I'm sure he's accustomed to. He's not like he is coming out of some high school football factory or he went to. I guess South Dakota State is a very good high college football program, but it ain't Alabama. In Alabama, exactly. And I think that's the part that I find so frustrating about these Trey Lance conversations, right, is the idea that, oh, he sucks. Oh, he's proven that he's bad. Nobody could have proven anything good or bad based on the, the relatively small amount of time Trey Lance had to work with beyond the high school level. And if I'm not mistaken, was he even a full-time quarterback in high school? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all the highlights I saw, I do remember when he was in the draft reading articles about that. All the highlights I saw was him at quarterback and at defensive back. But I think you're right. He played other positions and they they were considering him a linebacker, right? On his way. Mm-hmm. I believe uh, so. All the all the schools that were in or most of the schools that were interested in him were considering him as a linebacker. Well, typically I gotta figure you're going to Western Minnesota looking for linebackers more than typically you're looking for. <laughs> I mean, for I, I, quarterbacks. I, I haven't done any research, but that feels like guard country to me. That feels like <laughs> offensive guard land to me. I'm just saying. You just see people doing pass sets walking down the street. <laughs> just kick sliding all over <laughs> the Great Plains. What's up, Alabaster? So one bit of cleanup we should note. Wrong Dakota. North Dakota. Is where where he was oh, at. So, obs- How so dare obscure, you. you got the wrong Dakota. But the second How thing dare is, you? Which one has Mount Rushmore? That's South. South has Mount Rushmore. Okay. North has Trey Lance. So we want to <laughs> give. No, Trey Lance played at South Dakota State, right? Mm-hmm. No, it's North Dakota State. Yeah. Oh, it's North Dakota State. Yeah. yeah. North Dakota State. Um, I'm gonna double down on the embarrassment. So the I'm sorry to, to all 300 people that live in the Dakotas. <laughs> We're about to get to a Vernon Maxwell Utah thing with Dominique here. I don't Dallas, think we should do that. Dallas saying, Goddard man. is Dallas Goddard is livid with you guys. Um, <laughs> but I do want to say, ask one thing. You, there's a lot of talk that we don't know what we have with Trey Lance, but shouldn't there be some sort of takeaway from the fact that the 49ers obviously don't think he's a quarterback? Like, what can we? What should we read into that? What should we wait to see on the field? 
Yeah, I, I, I think the argument is not that we don't know what we have in Trey Lance, at least in my view. I think uh, we haven't seen what he can do, us out here, but I think it's quite clear that he's not ready yet. I think that seems apparent to me in the few snaps that we've seen in the preseason and the few snaps that we've seen in before he got injured uh, last year that he never quite looked comfortable. And of course he was playing in a rainstorm and all that stuff, but he still Mm -hmm. just doesn't look comfortable. He looks like someone who is a quarterback and neophyte, which he actually probably is. So I think that's more accurate than saying we don't know what we have in him. It's not that we don't know what he is now. We don't know what he can become. I'm just picturing the scouts going to uh, Western Western Minnesota, just saying, hmm, he's a real neophyte. I feel like did not come up a lot in the scouting reports in Western Minnesota. Sounds like farm equipment. I feel like you ride your neophyte out there. (laughs) Got that neophyte. (laughs) Listen, you don't need a car. You can just drive your neophyte to Walmart. You don't got to get both. You just need one. Um, not going to disparage the fine people of Western Minnesota here. What I am going to say is you're 100% correct. And, and this is not, but like th- from the Niners' perspective, he might turn out to be that guy, but there's no way to expect him to be that guy as of yet. And so from their perspective, at this point, we can talk about the trade and the whatever, it's a sunk cost at this point, but they have a team that can win now with Brock Purdy. They have an offense that works with Brock Purdy that might work with Sam Darnold. And Trey Lance has to develop those skills and frankly develop the confidence in even using those skills that I figure he does not have yet. And from watching him in the preseason, he does not have yet. The arm is not the issue. The the athleticism is not the issue. The experience is the issue. The confidence is the issue. Um, the the anticipation is the issue. That's only going to come with real opportunities, and the Niners can't really afford to give him those opportunities given where they stand right now. The NBA draft, it was it was Wiseman that was like the pandemic uh, pick that wasn't quite ready yet. I think that we have to consider Trey Lance is possibly a similar case where it's like mm-hmm. you look at him and you see quarterback and he's giving you enough to think quarterback but then the pandemic happens and it stunts his growth a bit and throws everything off or his maturity as far as quarterback's concerned and throws mm-hmm. everything off and then you remember that draft like it it's really easy to be critical of the 49ers for a number of things mm-hmm. i i liked the draft pick when they made it i i Looking back now, I feel like it's obvious they should have gone with Justin Fields or maybe they shouldn't have traded up at all or they should have gone with Mac Jones because Ooh, I knew what? you were going to say it. I knew you were going to say it. I knew I knew you were going to bury it buried deep underneath the other options like hmm, they should have went with Mac Jones and then move on immediately from it. I just want well, they, just they wanna, should not have traded up, up to get Mac Jones. They should no have question. stayed where they were and drafted Micah Parsons. However, if they wanted to stick with a quarterback, uh, Mac Jones is a reasonable quarterback for them to have in the Shanahan level system and on a rookie scale. Like I, I think the results uh, of the draft we would have looked back on this draft differently if they kept all their picks and took Mac Jones because he was still sitting there. No question. Do you think the ultimate lesson from this is don't get weird? No. Like, like j- just stick with no. what you know? No. You I don't I think mean, so? I, I, yeah, I guess. So I would use a different word other than weird because don't get weird feels like, <laughs> never mind. It feels like some good advice for certain people in certain rooms in their house. However, I would say the kitchen, of course. Don't get weird in the kitchen, guys. Um, I would say that 
you could frame it differently as don't swing for the fences. Mm-hmm. By you saying don't get weird, I think it makes it seem like they're like, hey, you know what we're going to do? Run wishbone triple option. No, they weren't doing that. They're like, hey, let's look around the league. Who's balling? Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Let's swing for the fences. And Josh Allen was not an obvious first-round pick. He was not in early in his career, very not mm-hmm. successful. And so I think that's what they were seeing. And it's hard for me, given how important the quarterback position is, hard for me to argue that you should not take a shot like that at Josh Allen. What you shouldn't do, though, is trade up to get mm-hmm. a guy like that, I wouldn't think. Because you have to accept that it's not guaranteed. You trade up to get somebody that you know is a, is a sure thing. You don't trade up Jeez. to get somebody who's a project, I don't think. She's straight enough to get Mahomes. Seems to have yeah, worked out a, okay for a, them in the big it's picture. Entirely, come on, Bill. It's an no, entirely no. different type of trade up than no, I like, don't Mahomes was twelve. It, it, it was they moved up from the bottom of the first round. It was two first round picks, not three first round picks. So a little different to be sure. But what I'm saying is Mahomes was a player who he was not a finished product. There were definitely teams who thought he was going to be that guy. Right. And there were teams who thought he was a third or fourth round pick. Like there, there was a wide range of opinions about what Mahomes could be, but clearly he had to do work. He had to work had to be done to mold him into being the player we all now see as the best player, maybe in the history of the National Football League. Um, with Trey Lance, I think the Niners saw it as, hey, we have a quarterback in place to buy him time. We can have that year to develop him. And then the big difference here, I think why I say weird is that with Josh Allen, with Mahomes, with those kind of like, you know, just total free quarterbacks who break all the rules, they were more consistent passers, even when they were younger. Like when we saw with Trey Lance, the offense they were running in 2022 was more like a Jalen Hurts offense, more like a a power spread quarterback run game heavy offense. It was more unique. It was more different than the offense that uh, yeah. that, that the Niners would typically run. I think that was that's why I'm saying weird because it was such a big disconnect between what the Niners ran previously and what they had to run with Trey Lance or as with the Chiefs or the Bills. Like, yeah, they had some quarterback run game here and there for the Bills. Yeah, they had some crazy stuff with Mahomes, but a lot of it was the same stuff they could run with Alex Smith, just they could run it a lot better with Mahomes. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right, good rule. Live by it. Don't get weird, everybody. Bill has decreed this, the new rule for everyone to live by. Don't get weird. I refuse you know who's to live getting, by that. I like weird. You know who's getting weird now, though? Me? Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, you they get, are getting weird. You're always weird. What What do you – like, Like, <sighs> this, even if we're, we're not going to have the conversation about, like, oh, this is going to mean that Jack is going to be is more right. motivated. Like, we don't have to do that. But if you're the Cowboys, why do you make this trade? Skillful transition from a longtime podcast host right mm-hmm. on to the other team. I'm so impressed and, mm-hmm. and jealous of that skill that you mm-hmm. have. Um mm-hmm. This, to me, is uh, audition. They want to get them in their building and get a look at them. Like, that's what it sounds like to me, is he's a really talented player. They don't anticipate using him this year. Dak's contract is going to um, expire, well, two years from now, I guess. And they two should probably, years. Yeah, they should probably renegotiate next year, I would assume. Um, I'm sure you know the cap situation better than me, but that's normally the case for a long-term franchise quarterback like that they're not mm-hmm. going to let you enter that final year of your contract so i guess that maybe i'd be lying if i said that there isn't someone in there who hopes that trey lance is as good as the 49ers had always thought and that when Dak comes up they will be completely fine with moving on to trey lance just like the jordan love situation however that 
at best is a 10% chance. Uh, so I'm not sure what they're looking for other than that gamble, uh, right? I mean, we can be honest here. ESPN producers are the ones who want this to happen. They want Trey Lance to take over this job. I just, when I think about the coaching staff that's most optimal, that uh. might get the most out of a unique set of skills for Trey Lance, Mike McCarthy and Brian Schottenheimer are not number one and number two on my list. I, I understand just the value of, hey, this is a guy who was a top five pick a couple of years ago. He's still younger than uh, prospects coming into the NFL. I think he's younger than Will Levis still, yeah, even though he's, yeah, I mean, he's still incredibly young. But like, if you're Trey Lance, you need to go to a place where you're going to play, where you have a path to playing. And that is not the case here. Like, if he's the tush push quarterback for the Cowboys this year, that's not helping his career move forward. So, I mean, I, I, there there could be so there could be like uh, more than the tush push, just like uh, some sort of package that they put in uh, of quarterback design runs and passes off of it. But I think you're right. It's not a developmental situation for him. They're not going to dedicate a whole bunch of practice time. It's possible that uh, there is no salary cap on coaches. Jerry Jones can hire people who are just committed to developing Trey Lance. Uh, why are you laughing? Like, I think that's a reasonable thing to do. You bring the Alabama in, thing? Yeah, you bring in coaches that are – or you have coaches that you can completely dedicate. Like, that's worth it to them. It's not going to – a couple hundred thousand dollars dedicated to getting – Trey Lance to as comfortable as he can possibly be. But the problem is what he really needs is action. And if you mm -hmm. are trying to make a run at the championship, which I think they are built for right now, then I can't imagine giving him any action. And then you kind of end up in the same situation that the 49ers were in with Trey Lance. If God forbid something happens to Dak Prescott, you end up Do in you a similar situation. You have a win now roster with a quarterback who is not ready. Do you think they would even play Trey Lance over Cooper Rush, who, by the way, no. like we, we people convinced themselves was better than Dak Prescott for three games last year? That was such a, a fun, <laughs> fun portion of last season. Uh, that was no, even I don't a think year so. ago. I don't think so. I think they still, which yeah, I think they still put Cooper Rush out there, which is uh they're not going to dress three quarterbacks. So there goes the idea of putting together a package for Trey Lance because well, no, they're going to have one backup quarterback. Have your third quarterback this year because oh, of the that's right because right. of the because of the actual because the Niners who did yeah. not have Trey Lance in the NFC Championship game last year. Can we? So there's two other things I want to get to. Number one, are you surprised that a team like the Vikings or the Buccaneers did not offer more than what the Cowboys offered a fourth round pick to get Trey Lance? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think the Falcons would be the most interesting place for him to go. Mm -hmm. I think that's the place that would be worth uh, giving up more. But I'm not surprised that these other places haven't because more than a fourth round pick when you're building something. I think those picks are valuable and all of those teams, while not officially in rebuild mode, are not in like championship contention mode at least in my view so i'm not sure that bringing in trey lance given that he doesn't have much to point to for you to be excited about like we don't mm -hmm. really even have a series of plays where you're like hey he showed it and when you watch him play he doesn't even look athletically special out there it's hard to get excited about that for any of these teams so i'm not suggesting that he's not just I don't know. I think, excuse me, a team that is in position to take a gamble is a team 
that should take him, which I guess is why you end up on the Cowboys. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Like outside of the Falcons, the only team that I'm like, hey, it'd be worth it. It'd be worth it to give him a shot. That's former NFL professional player Dominique Foxworth criticizing Trey Lance's athleticism, not uh, bedroom dweller Bill Barnwell uh, criticizing Trey Lance's I wasn't criticizing it. I was saying relative to other athletes, you can say that. Relative to other athletes, his athleticism, like you saw Justin Fields last year, like, damn, <laughs> that's something. Great. Yeah, I could, I could say dudes look like great athletes. Yeah. I can't be like, hmm. No, that dude, bad body. No, does not work for me, Dominique. It works differently for you than it does for me. I have one more question. All right. Do you feel like the Niners are getting a pass on oh, sorry. the Trey Lance situation because of the fact that they've been good the past couple of years, even with Trey Lance sitting on the bench or being injured? Why are you asking me questions that you already have the answers to? Like, because this is going to be the Dominique Foxworth show. I want to get Dominique Foxworth's opinion on eh. these matters. Yeah. I mean, I think winning cures everything. This is the but, type of stuff that you lose your job for. If it wasn't for the fact that you've been in the NFC championship game, feels like every year. So, yeah. Like, if you move up and draft some a quarterback and fail with that quarterback, you clean house. But Mm -hmm. the defense has been so good for so long, and Kyle Shanahan's been able to manufacture uh, enough offense out of mediocre quarterbacks that we anticipate every year that the 49ers are going to be uh, on top. So, yeah, they do. The point of this is not to draft well. The point of this is not to to, um, uh, win the offseason. The point of this is to win championships, and they have been as close as anybody who hasn't won one and since Kyle Shan has been there, he's been pretty close a number of times. But isn't that make it even more painful because they have been so close and yet they screwed this up so royally? Like, can you imagine if they had Micah Parsons instead of Trey Lance in that NFC championship game against the Rams where they, I think Matthew Stafford dropped back 47 times. They sacked him twice. The defense dropped a, a arm punt from Stafford gave up like 13 unanswered points in the fourth quarter and they lose and they could have had Micah Parsons in that game or 2022 in the NFC championship game where they have Trey Lance, who by the way, never got to play with Matthew Stafford or with a George Kittle or Christian McCaffrey last year. It doesn't mean anything. Probably didn't make a difference in the long run. There wasn't like a massive uptick in the offense when McCaffrey got there. Probably wanted to help Trey Lance at all, but Trey Lance gets hurt. Garoppolo gets hurt. Brock Purdy gets hurt. Maybe if they don't draft Trey Lance and they take Justin Fields or Mac Jones or they take Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson when they took Solomon Thomas in 2017. Uh, Maybe they have a Super Bowl. Maybe they have three Super Bowls. Maybe they're a dynasty right now because like, they yeah. nailed those two picks. Like that makes it even more painful to me, not less painful because they've won a bunch of games. They haven't done the ultimate, uh, the ultimate amount of winning and win even one Super Bowl, even given all the stuff they've gotten right. Yeah, you're right. That makes it more painful and uh, for them in sleeping in their beds in San Francisco. If they did not have that success, it'd be a lot more painful sleeping in beds in some other city where they are, <laughs> where they are now coaching. So, yeah, the winning protects their jobs. But the missed picks and all the, the uh, opportunity costs, yeah, it's going to keep them up at night. But they're still going to be in very overpriced housing in the Bay Area. <laughs> Alabaster. I can see your concern. Let's move on. All right, guys. 
Why don't you just keep hosting the show, Bill? You're better at this than me. I've always wanted. That's about to, to happen. I, I I I had to get rid of one of the hosts, and I successfully pulled that off. Now well I'm moving on to. Your, I'm going to have to kick you off your own show to make this happen, which is the degree of difficulty has been raised, but I'm going to give it my best shot. And you can guys. Yeah, so you. Speaking of that uh, host that kicked off our show, he he posted a, a thirst trap of his calves uh, at that like uh, on a balcony recently. I saw it and I was just disgusted by by it pablo come on be better than that you got you got the miami in him it, it took him like two weeks of being in miami for just just the the innate floridian and pablo to come out it's a hard flex of the calves like there's no chance yeah. he didn't cramp afterwards um okay so bill just put out his article your article of teams that you expect to improve or decline this year and bill mm-hmm. your list do you want to run through it with dominique little pitch here which ones Dominique, Dominique likes? Which ones he doesn't? Okay, Dominique. We'll start with the ones. Do you want to do improve or decline first? You're you're a hater generally, so I feel like you'll prefer decline. But <laughs> let's go decline. Okay, I'm going to give you four. You tell me. Okay. We'll start with the one you dislike the most or you disagree with the most. Okay. Vikings. I want to get your. I want to see your initial face, your initial reaction. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Vikings. Everybody knows they're going to decline. Giants. Mm, yeah. Mm, also overachieved right? last year, but I think they're a little bit better. Okay. Eagles. Yeah, that's hard, but strength of schedule. I get it. But yeah, that one's harder. I, I feel like that that's harder for me to accept. But what's last? Pittsburgh Steelers. And Mike that's Tomlin's the one. That's the endless one. streak. You're starting with Steelers. Okay, we'll go that's Steelers. The one. I hate that one the most. Why? Because I think you have pre-zigged like i am one who is like all right everybody's zigging look at these steelers i got on the steelers before a lot of other people got on the steelers mm-hmm. now other people are getting on the steelers before i can even formulate an <laughs> argument and the be the first wagon. to jump off the bandwagon here your <laughs> is already off the bandwagon with numbers and whatnot let's i i appreciate the narrative around kenny pickett getting mm-hmm. better George Pickens getting better, the offensive line uh, being addressed to some degree, and that dominating defense still dominating. Like, that sounds good to me. And obviously, Mike Tomlin overachieving with uh, less talented teams, now having a more talented team that will allow them to have success. That's a good story I can get behind. I don't appreciate your premature zig. Love, love, love a, pre, a pre-zig. Um, love a pre-zag too. Not going to be honest with you. Um, but I, do you, here's the thing about the Steelers. I think people are in love with the Steelers just because they have good skill position players. Like we could start there. Like they have a, a really good pass rusher in TJ Watt. Everyone can see what a good pass rusher looks like. They have a young quarterback. They've had first round picks at quarterback, running back. They have a second round pick at tight end who people like. In fact, Fryer move. They have two really good wide receivers. All the stuff that like people don't normally pay attention to. When it comes to NFL teams, I think they're bad at their offensive line. Even though it got better, even though they upgraded this offseason, is still bad. Their first round pick, Broderick Jones, it's not looked great in camp. Isaac Sayamalu was the worst offensive lineman on the Eagles. Um, the worst offensive line on the Eagles is still better than what the Steelers had last year, so they will be better yeah. up front. <laughs> but their line is still not good. It's 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 like like that year the Bengals signed all those guys, and we're like, all right, Joe Burrow's gonna cook. And then like week one, he was getting sacked a bunch, and we're like, whoa, they just signed four new linemen, and it's like, well they're better doesn't mean that they're good you still got to actually improve um and the secondary outside of Mick Fitzpatrick who is incredible secondary is pretty bad Dominique we spent all last season 
making fun of the Vikings, watching the Vikings defense be terrible uh-huh. week after week. And the yeah. Steelers lost their best cornerback in Cam Sutton to free agency, and their solution was to load up on Vikings. They signed Patrick Peterson. They signed uh, Cam Dantzler. They have a, a very underwhelming secondary to me. And we well, can get into the numbers, but just on the roster, I feel like yeah. we're we're they're biased towards the stuff that people pay attention to and not what yeah. stuff people don't pay attention to. Yeah, the secondary is going to be relying on uh, Joey Porter Jr., rookie, to be uh, a stalwart at corner. I think um, Patrick Peterson is capable. Obviously, he's just really old, and uh, you're not you can't rely on him to stay healthy. Uh, he's just he's been playing for a long time. He was healthy last year and played pretty well, despite the fact that the Vikings all around were bad. Uh, so those are big questions, but the front, and that's what, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not as if their defense is without, uh, any talent or without any, um, precedent for a success. Like this defense is really good in part because Kendall by block them up front, Cam Hayward and, and TJ Watt, as long as TJ Watt stays healthy, which is a big, if they're going to be a problem. Too. Yeah. And Cam's old too, but it's a different type of old. Being old up, being old and powerful is one thing. Being old and quick at corner makes me a little bit more uh, concerned. So, yeah, injuries could be an issue. Uh, And the defense is the strength of that team. So Mm -hmm. I think any optimism that I have about this is that we're not going to be expecting uh, Kenny Pickett to, like, ball out. Just don't make any mistakes. Make a couple plays here or there. The score is going to be in the low 20s to teens. Can you score more than that? Can you get a couple big plays out of uh, the backfield or out of uh, George Pickens a game, a Pat Fryermuth? That feels like a good, believable story. The problem is your your, uh, column is based on improving or declining when Mm – they overachieved last year. So they could be a better team than they mm-hmm. were last year and have the same or not quite as good record, which makes me nervous. If they have a worse record, though, that would break the Mike Tomlin streak. Yeah, they can't man. get any worse. Last year, they, they were 9-7-1, they were and, and they were on the list. And they were 2-6, and six, Dominique. I had them. They were in my crosshairs. They were done. And then they went on a winning streak and finished 9-8. and eight. The only way they could possibly satisfy my criteria and still put a winning record up. They did it. Yeah. I mean, we can't, we can't predict the randomness that happens in the end of these games, which is why uh, the single score games sometimes go in your favor and don't go in your favor. I guess you could argue that something about Mike Tomlin uh, makes them, yeah, makes them better in those situations. But that's an argument that I know you won't respect and will not hold up to analytical scrutiny. So I'm hesitant to make it, but no. I hate it. It's not fun. That division is going to be a bloodbath, and I'm looking forward to the Steelers being uh, in the mix. Mike Tomlin is a great coach. There's no question he makes his players better. We have 17 years of evidence right. on what Mike Tomlin can do. His first 15 years, they were like four games better than their point differential when you put it into the Pythagorean expectation formula. So like a quarter of a game a year, which, okay, great. Better than being a quarter game worse a year. The last two years, they've been four games out of expectation over. So Mike Tomlin's ability to make them better than their point differential over the first 15 years, identical to what he's pulled off over the last two years. Tough for me to believe that, especially with Kenny Pickett coming in at quarterback, having a full season at quarterback, that he's going to be better at pulling out games than prime Ben Roethlisberger. But Mike Tomlin's proven this for a long time. I feel like this is not an enemy I want to make when I have to watch that team play 17 games this year. Also, 
nobody has gotten more out of five pass attempts against the Falcons' backups on defense than Kenny Pickett. When you when the first string defense isn't even good, and you're yeah. going against the backups, I to love seeing fair, Kenny Pickett pull this off. He, I feel like his best throw of the preseason was against the Bills starters to Fryer with over the middle. So, I mean, stop picking on my man Pickett. I want to hear your argument against the Eagles, who are still incredibly loaded. Is what is that based on? I forgot. I forgot you were a preseason film grinder. I forgot about our text chain with Mina Kimes. (laughs) I'm not. No. So, if we need another term for Mina, if you're calling me a grinder, (laughs) because. She watches way more preseason than I do. You know, it was sad. I feel like we shamed her a little bit. And then she just started tweeting out all of her takes that she would have sent on the text chain instead. <laughs> we shamed her into going she wasn't public ashamed. with her. She, she was nah. pretending to be ashamed. She she loves it. She loves it. It's true. Um, the Eagles, a team that plays in the NFC East, which has not had a uh, back-to-back champion since, I believe, T.O. And, and Andy Reid. I think 2003-2004 Eagles were the... Last team to pull that off, but it's been nearly two decades since there was a back-to-back winner. So we know that stuff changes from year to year. The Eagles, very good last year in one-score games, which we don't need to get into again. Healthiest offense in football. 11 starters missed a total of 12 games. They lose five starters on the defensive side of the ball, both starting linebackers, both starting safeties. They have Reed Blankenship and a big question mark at safety after having Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and Marcus Epps last year at safety. Their two cornerbacks are on the wrong side of 30. They just lost their best pass rusher. They lost both coordinators. And the Cowboys got Trey Lance. That was the one thing they needed to beat the Eagles. All right. So, so I mean, the, the Eagles, yeah, the Eagles, I think the argument is strength of schedule mostly because I don't find them to be at all those people, players that are leaving, they matter, but they still are going to be better than most teams up front and offensive line and in defensive line, which has got to be the deepest in uh, the entire league, I would think. So winning at those positions and while the cornerbacks are on the wrong side of 30, they both were really good last year. Mm-hmm. It's not like the Vikings argument that you were making about the Steelers where they went and got some corners from a bad team. This is the same corners that they had last year that were really good. Pretty mm-hmm. much the same D-line with the addition of Jalen Carter up front and pretty much the same offensive line minus their worst guard, as you pointed mm-hmm. out last year. So, like, winning in those areas that matter, I think, is hard for me to argue against. The reason why you're probably going to be right is because they had such an easy schedule last year and were uh, just plowing through these bad teams the nfc has gotten better and their schedule has gotten much tougher given that they're coming off of a super bowl run so you you could be right by one game doesn't mean that it's any worse team we're not kind of a one one game drop off here but what do you think like what do you think they would have to do to be better this upcoming season like do they have like does Jalen Hurts have another ceiling we haven't seen yet like uh, it feels like they got the max out of the offensive line the max out of the cornerbacks the max out of the pass rush like what can they do to top what they did last year during the regular season besides having Hurts stay healthy for the entire uh, year yeah I mean that's it that's a big besides for you to steal right before (laughs) I get a chance to answer the question is like yeah maybe your quarterback can play all the games how about that maybe the most important position on the field can stay healthy they couldn't uh that same player could not fumble in the Super Bowl like literally they can't get much better they barely lost the Super Bowl so like what more can you expect from that I don't know this is why this is interesting is because the teams that 
the records are not as, even though they say you are what your record is, what's that, Bill Parcells? It's not true. Sometimes you get a little lucky and you're a little bit different than what your record is. So I think that they were what their record was last year because they played a lot of bad teams and they did, they had pretty good injury luck. So all the things that went right for them can go wrong for them this season. And they could still end up with a more successful season because they don't fumble the ball in the Super Bowl and manage to win because they have a Super Bowl caliber roster with teams like this. A decline does not change their expectations. Like they're not going to miss the playoffs. You don't believe they're going to miss the playoffs. Uh, They may not be the, the number one seed in NFC, but they could still have a chance of winning the championship. So I don't know. It's a less interesting uh, conversation to go down from to like 10 wins or okay. 11 wins. They still going to so, be contenders. I didn't mean to bore you. So let me make this a more interesting conversation. Sorry, I forgive you. A follow-up question. If the Eagles are not the one seed in the NFC this year, who is? Dallas. Dallas, you are you're willing to back Dallas. I, I don't disagree with you, but no. I'd rather you say it than me. Yeah, I mean, if the Eagles, I think we all agree that it's like San Francisco, Dallas, Philadelphia are the clear front runners in NFC, unless there's going to be some surprise from somewhere else. Am I missing a team that uh, is considered competitive? Seattle? Uh, Yeah, I mean, Seattle's, I don't think anyone considers Seattle in that tier, but uh, I guess if Gino in his second year as a full starter for Seattle gets better and they address, well, yeah, they, I mean, they have, they have those two first round picks. They added a bunch yeah. of talent this off season. Like I, I'm not saying I agree which, with it, but which makes them better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't include them in this conversation though. So I, I think but, the difference is uh, between the Cowboys and the 49ers is quarterback. So mm-hmm. I think that Dak is a much better improving quarterback. So if someone is going to be able to take that step, it's going to be Dallas. And that defense is absurdly talented. This kind of feels like a year where someone comes out of nowhere and has a really big year. Like, it's just like the fact that we're all like, okay, it's got to be the Eagles, got to be the Cowboys, Niners. Like, it feels like we're Sam artificially in that race. It and how look kind of nice in the preseason. Good move. <laughs> I like Sam Howell and the Washington Commanders. Soon to be <laughs> something else. I will. I, I will go Green Bay Packers. I think if there's a crazy uh, team yeah, that's fair. that comes out of nowhere, I will say Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love looks good this yeah. preseason as well. He looks great, but okay. somehow. Um, Jordan Love looking great in preseason, you give credence to, but Kenny Pickett looking great in preseason, you're like, nah, blah, 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 blah. That sounds like me. Exactly. Nailed it. Let me give you the four teams who improved, and you pick one that you're skeptical of. All right, positivity. I like it. Let's do it. Browns? Seems like you're on board. Yeah. I mean, the division's tough, but it's coming down to a former top five quarterback figuring out how to play quarterback again and with a roster that doesn't like have any major holes and has miles mm-hmm. Garrett, who I think is arguably the best player in football uh, neck and neck with uh, Michael Parsons and players like that. So yeah, they got good cornerbacks. Like there aren't significant holes on this team, a good offensive line, a great running back. And they have a quarterback who was on hall of fame trajectory and then messed it up. Yeah. And then, That's all we got to say. Yeah, and, then, and then ruined it. Moving on. <laughs> Bears. Yeah. I mean, they, well, they have three wins last year. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, just because you're in the NFL, you should be able to muster more than three wins. So, yeah, and they had a, a bunch of one-score games. They didn't get dominated. They added DJ Moore, which mm-hmm. I know that your formulas do not necessarily account for big acquisitions. They don't. Your your predictive measures do not account for major player acquisitions. I, which hate, is why I hate a big acquisition. You, you know do. Me. You despise it. You don't even have the Jets in your improvement category because you disrespect big acquisitions. They got a quarterback. Last year, they were mm. playing with mm. uh, someone who is not a quarterback, mm. and now they got a quarterback, and you're like, man, my, my mm. Pythagorean formula mm. suggests. Mm. What? Now, let me think. Dominique Foxworth, how, how long has it been since the team made a major addition at quarterback and did not live up to expectations? How far? We got to go back to when you were in the league. I go back to when no, we were children. No, no, how far we got to go, go back? All the way back to last year. Last two, year. Two, te- two teams did it. <laughs> the <laughs> Browns <laughs> and the Broncos. <laughs> I, I didn't say that you were wrong. I just said that you do not account for that. That's all I said. I said that you do that. Me yelling out names like DJ Mm -hmm. Moore does nothing for your win expectations. That's all I'm saying. I got some bad news. Broncos are on my list last year for teams most likely to improve. (laughs) And they are on the list again this year for teams most likely to improve. Uh, Well, I mean, you need, I do think that one of the things that can disrupt this is uh, major hires in or acquisitions and the only I guess position that can normally have like a swing that impacts wins that dramatically is quarterback and I do think head coach matters a lot Mm -hmm. so assuming Sean Payton hasn't forgotten how to coach and is a reasonable upgrade from Nathaniel Hackett which I think he is then they should get better and their defense can sustain their I was gonna say greatness but they were they great were, for a while. They were really good the first three months of the year. They were like second in the NFL in points per possession. Before then they December. got tired of this. <laughs> just like nope, <laughs> this means nothing. Everyone's getting fired. Maybe maybe Ezra sticking around. Hopefully, but I think Ezra just went out the door. They were just like no, we are we are good to go. You you know, uh, the Rams, who by the way are the number four team in my list, the, the Los Angeles Rams. Baker can put up fifty one on us. We don't care. We are good to go. We'll see you next year. I want to hear about the Rams. I don't want to spend too much time talking about the Rams because they're LA team, which means they don't have any fans, but they, (laughs) this is just about Matt Stafford staying healthy because outside of that, like this is not a super talented roster. It's like Aaron Donald stays healthy and is dominant enough to make everybody else's job on defense easier. Matt Stafford uh, stays upright and throws the ball to Cooper cup a lot and they'll have to be better. It was that and the coaching. I mean, they, they were winning games in December last year with third-string offensive linemen, no right. Cup, no Donald, no Stafford, and Baker Mayfield flying across the country, yeah, uh, probably probably in coach with his reading light on, seats reclined in front of him. He's got the, got the, the playbook right in front of him. He can't really see the plays, and he still learned the playbook, and they still won the damn game against the Raiders on national television, which probably tells you how bad the Raiders were last year, Ugh. but also tells you the Rams with – uh, competent offensive linemen are going to be good on offense. I don't know about the defense. It is literally Aaron Donald, Ernest Jones, and like nine guys who were playing in Western Minnesota a couple of years ago. Um, it is not the most exciting defense around Aaron Donald, but this is like, this is a fun test. This is like seeing Lionel Messi 
in MLS to me. It's like seeing Messi just just uh, just murking random, uh, you know, like defenders who do not belong on the same field with him. I want to see Aaron Donald with ten guys who are not. <laughs> maybe NFL caliber defenders around him. Well, I mean, Messi brought some friends with him, so is it's Aaron true. Donald going to find... Uh... They signed John Johnson. They brought John Johnson back, and Ernest Jones was good in the Super Bowl. They yeah. got, they have, like, three players who have been on the Rams before, and then eight guys who have been on the Rams roster, but who are, like, fourth-round picks or, or, or lower, who are going to be playing meaningful roles this year. It's a really incredible pass from Messi. In that so uh, sick. MLS game. I mean, no one's so given. Was that um Jordy Alba who had the pass it was too messy? Pulled out Jordy Alba's touch yeah, on I, that play. Exquisite. I, I play a lot of FIFA, baby. I know what I'm going <laughs> on there. I, I'm mean on the sticks. <laughs> uh, is that all the the uh the those are the improvement teams? Is that all the improvement those teams? Are the improvement teams. All right. all, all I, all of them. I don't like how you put positioned me that I have to go against you because mm-hmm. your record is pretty stellar. I think okay. twenty nine out of thirty. You've been right. Is that correct? It's close. Close. I think it's like 20, 24, 24 and five. I think. Ah, uh, never mind. I don't respect it anymore. I thought it was yeah. I know uh, a better percentage. I've, so. I've I've got like like five seed in the NCAA tournament record. You were expecting I was a one or a two. How pissed were you at the at the Broncos last year? Because you would have been five and zero oh with your predictions had the Broncos just mustered some reasonable level of uh, injury luck and in, in decent quarterback play. You would have been you know five, the most undefeated. You know what the mo- you know what the most angry one I've ever had was? I picked the one in fifteen Browns to improve and they won zero games. That was <laughs> that 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 felt like a personal affront. I I I I I I I sent poop in the mail to you, Jackson's house. Is what it boils down to. I was so frustrated. I don't think we could end on anything better than that. You picked a team that won one game to get mm-hmm. better, and they managed. <laughs> And I don't even recall them getting close too. It wasn't even like they wasn't even like they had a bunch of close losses. They were bad the entire year. Oh man, so I think the team that might let you down again. I, I was high on the Browns this year, but now I think that since you picked them to improve. Are they gonna stink again? Hard to believe. <laughs> <laughs>